maybe he's still mixing up with spoons. Who knows, man? Wait a minute, wait a minute. Somebody's music. That's familiar music, brother. They've exploded here in the garden. Welcome back, everyone. You're back with Danny and Bradley for episode six of Coming Down the Isle podcast. How you doing, Danny? Not bad. I actually thought it was five there. <laughs> No, no, it's definitely six. Fuck's sake. Um, we're tallying them up now as we go, so um, again, apologies for last week for getting episode five out. We had God knows how many issues with that, Danny. All right, it's all right. We'll tell the funny story about what happened. I think you did after we fucking started recording again. I, I, think I, I think I was too angry to go over it you again had, in depth. You had a fucking melting. Aye, so basically, last week we didn't have the best of times. We kind of got conflicted with work and everything else. We were a little bit delayed and then didn't help when we done the recording that we accidentally deleted it. So, Fucking hell. As Matt Hardy would say, delete, but in this case, absolutely not. <laughs> so, episode six, here we go. Um, we've got quite an exciting itinerary ahead of us for our, our show. Um, we're going to kick off with Survivor Series. Yes, I mean... The main event. The main talking point from the weekend. So, <clears throat> what was your overall feel for the show? It was actually the 34th Survivor Series. Um, I, I was, was going to summarise, but I'll just fucking summarise now. Yes. Uh, Survivor Series isn't what it used to be. Yeah. And I think we were sitting talking about this. Did you know Anka spent time and you spent time watching Survivor Series 90? Or 91? Uh, 90? No, 90. I was 90 for The Undertaker's first appearance. And yeah. it's literally just... The whole conception behind Survivor Series was teams. Of four at the time, it was. Like made up of basically the whole fucking roster. But and everybody got a chance to show what they've got. There was loads of different matches, and whoever progressed through went into the final. The captains. Aye. Like the, well, well, if the captain got eliminated, that was just shit aye. happens. But... Uh, and there was loads of matches, and whoever sort of progressed through their their own matches went to the sort of final thing, and it, it, I think it made it a lot better. The history of Survivor Series has really changed over maybe the last five to six years. For me, Survivor Series... I know you really like Survivor Series, because you often talk about like an elimination match-style idea. Aye. And the conception, what we're talking about, if you've never watched Survivor Series and you want to go back and get a bit, like, a bit of the history behind it, WWE came up with the idea as it was basically like a way set on scores between multiple different feuds, team them together, faces versus heels. What face means is the good guys, the heels means bad guys, basically, for in general terms. And it would have been two, like a five-man, four-man, well, eight-man, sorry, five-a-team, four-a-team, elimination-style tag match. And you would get the sole survivor, clean sweeps, whatever it might be. And it was exciting. Aye, well, aye, exactly. So you'd have your, each individual matches and then progress through to the final. So I think, for instance, Survivor Series 1990, I think, like, there was a match where only one person went through because it was 1v1 at the end. Mm-hmm. But there was an R match where three went through mm-hmm. because they beat the rest of their team. So I was like, there was four or five in the final already and there was only one on the other side. And I think the only person on the other side at that point was the ultimate warrior and I think yeah. there might have only been two or three in the final on that side anyway so it ended up 5v3 so it's probably, it's probably is one of the best survivor series of all time aye stupid bastard Undertaker gets counted out aye because he's, he's you know who's he battering again is Dusty it, Rhodes uh, I think is it is Dusty Rhodes aye batters Dusty Rhodes up the aisle on his debut aye comes in leathers everyone <laughs> leaves on a count out <laughs> but aye so 
Survivor Series, there you go. But I think over the last five years, WWE have probably lost their way with it. And they used to have a pay-per-view that they tried to... This had a couple of years where Vince was obviously just... Panicking. Spitting out names of pay-per-views. He had bragging rights. And I think that what that was meant to be was like Raw versus SmackDown. Aye. They've obviously told him that that was a flash in the pan and nobody wanted to see that. So he's still kind of got away with that because now he's turning it into SmackDown versus Raw, which was is no for me. Aye, I think, aye, so what he's done now is, like, you have qualified matches prior to the tournament. Rather than a captain pick who he wants. Aye, so there's no as many teams, there's two teams and it's just individuals instead of, like... I would rather have it, I might ask them in 2003, it was, was it 2003, I believe, Stone Cold versus Team Bischoff. Austin was retired, but basically if Austin's team lost, they had to leave as the general manager. And Austin picked his team, he picked HBK as his team captain and... Jericho was in Team Bischoff. It was just brilliant because like they had like their own personal feud, but because they weren't the wrestlers, they got to pick their teams, and their teams were stacked. So there's loads of that in the past, but it's kind of lost its way. This pay per view had some good spots though, some aye. good, some bad. It did, but I think like well, aye, Survivor Series traditionally is obviously what we've just went over there, but I don't think the the actual Survivor Series match itself was any use. I didn't enjoy it. The men versus men. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Team Raw versus Team Smackdown. So it was... Who was in Team Raw, Danny? Team Raw was... Sheamus, Braun Strowman, uh, Riddle, AJ Styles and Keith Lee. And Smackdown was Otis, Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, Jey Uso... Baron Corbin. And Baron Corbin. It was... A not, clean sweep. No, a bad squad. No, a bad squad indeed, but it was a clean sweep for Team Raw. And when we say clean sweep, that means that no one got eliminated. It was basically, they just went through SmackDown like a freight train. Aye. Which was probably the story they were trying to tell was that for weeks on Raw, it's been like there's dissension amongst the ranks, they're never going to get on, but then they go and have this incredible steamroller performance. Few nuances in there that I noticed that were really good was that they touched on Matt Riddle getting redemption on Corbin, because mm-hmm. Corbin eliminated him last year in the Survivor Series tournament. So I mean that's a good wee tiny bit of storytelling. It's about as much long term storytelling as WWE will give you. Aye. Entrances were good though. I thought some of the entrances at the start for Team Raw were brilliant. Just for pyrotechnics, need more than anything else. Um, and that tells you how much I'm clutching with this match. Aye, it does sound a bit like that because I've not really got much else on it. I know that, or I've noticed rather that Seth Rollins obviously just like sacked him because he didn't. He sacrificed himself purely because he didn't want to get injured. And for the greater good. So, and I think this is his way of writing himself off TV until the start of the new year, because obviously Becky's about to give birth. Aye, well that's the thing. I, I felt like it was to guarantee no injuries. He had to just get yourself stuck out whatever way possible aye probably that so you'll probably not be seeing Seth Rollins I don't think until the build to the rumble which I think's good because he needs a refresh aye he's well that, aye, like we said last week the feud with uh, the mysterious situations it was, it was good at a time and then it just kind of went too far and it just ran its course Um. so wait, wait aye so we had predictions last week actually uh-huh. Um. and for the men's the men's Survivor Series match, what did you have? I said Team Raw. I don't think you did. Did I not? You're a lying bastard. Why? What makes you say that? Because we said the opposites for both men and did women. Did you say Team and Raw? I said Raw. Maybe I did then. 
I certainly know I didn't take Team Smackdown for women, so... Maybe I'm a lying bastard, by the way. Right, well... Oh, no, I took Smackdown for women, I did. So I took Raw, so there aye, we go. Aye. So I'm not a lying bastard, so Danny needs to say sorry again. No, no, I took Smackdown for women, you silly bastard. I took Smackdown for men? Yes. We'll need to go back and clarify that, because I don't <laughs> think you're at it, like... But anyway, Team Raw was opening show... Uh, opening match, sorry, Smackdown versus Raw... Jey Uso was the last member and the only good thing from this was you seen Paul Heyman backstage watching him like in disgust. <laughs> Aye, and then Roman tells him to get out of his arena. Mm-hmm. Which we'll get on it later, but it's obvious why that was said. Yeah. Street Profits versus New Day was second. The match probably I was most excited to watch. We both had the same pick on this one. Who did you pick? Street Profits. Aye. Really good match, actually. Really good. And I think they needed it and deserved it. Aye. Fucking I didn't even know this fucking thing with the New Day being part of the war, uh, Gears of War. Ah, oh, no, I've seen that as well. I was randomly fucking... So, if that, the, the, the console game Gears of War, New Day are actually part of a downloadable content. You can actually get the New Day. Aye, uh, that's because they were wearing the, their, their gear from uh, the, for the game. And that's purely because Kofi Biggie and Xavier are all big gamers themselves. Uh, it was the, quite good to see... Biggie was with him obviously because they've changed well he's changed it was weird though I don't know if I linked it I know they've done it just purely in that scenario because they're trying to promote the game that's all that says well, aye, aye. and they had fuck all else for Biggie today they? and there's me saying a month ago they'll have loads today for him well aye could he be a surprise Rumble winner I don't know I'm not making any predictions for the Rumble around no because no, it, it is because it is right fucking Mizzle won, win that I know oh god along with having the money in the back briefcase which on a second note he won the Battle Royal that was fucking in the pre-show Dominic should have won it to me I think Dominic would have a pre-show win for Dominic in that kind of match would have been excellent aye uh, it depends on what day something I'm really but like, the Miz tag team champs him and his daughter uh, yeah, well, yeah, but that's... Turn on his dad. <laughs> <laughs> Immediately his dad, when they're winning. <laughs> give his dad pelters for the locker room, by the way. Shout over, by the way, to his dad. <laughs> uh, give me your mask, you old prick. <laughs> I don't think Dominic looked that good, actually. I think he... It's difficult, though. He's working in there with some ditties, though, to be honest. like He's worked with Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins. Seth Rollins will take care of you. Uh, but we're, we're going off on one. So Street Profits New Day. We got to see some really good moves, actually, in the match. Some Mate, s- can you impress me the most? Dawkins. Yes, yes! Yes, man, oh, yes! Fucking hell! He looks like he's lost some weight. Aye, he looks a bit... Well, he, he looked, like, muscly anyway, but I think he's, like, sort of trimmed. And the the body like down a bit. He done a move where it was, like, a double underhook and then twist. And then, like, neck breaker. It was like, fucking amazing. And the commentators were like, eh, I didn't care. Aye, Corey Beers, eh, I'm away for a bacon roll. <laughs> He's like, I didn't care what's going on. F- phone excrement. Big <laughs> scalabar. <laughs> um, we've seen a... Well, your favourite favorite move in WWE, the new Danny. Aye, Ford's frog splash. He kicked out though, because he had to sell it for so long, because it got so much air and had been working on Ford's stomach the whole match. Aye, he basically done like a fucking poor man draw bad dance. Because he's like, ah! And then, it was a Kofi, wasn't it? It was Kofi. Or was it Xavier? Xavier. Xavier kicked out. Um, And then the finish was brilliant. The blockbuster. Like the super blockbuster. Oh, aye, aye. So for those of you who don't know, like a blockbuster, like Dawkins is a big guy, he's about six eight, maybe six six. I don't know. And he's got Kofi on his shoulders. I one of one of the two. And 
Montez Ford comes off the top rope with like a flipping neck breaker. Neck breaker. It's called a blockbuster. It was brilliant. It was a good finish, and I just Aye. thought it was a good match. Um, probably match of the night in terms of for um, for me. Aye, definitely. I would definitely agree with that. I, they both looked really good, actually. Sammy versus Bobby Lashley. I have <laughs> not bothered. I wrote that. Right, squash match. Um, Bobby Lashley versus. I didn't get it. Sami Zayn can have quality matches when he wants to. And shite. Bobby Lashley's got the ability to be brilliant. They're just not compared at all together. But, aye, but he's. I mean. Bobby what? Lashley's got the look of someone you could have as a champion. Not a US champ. It's a horrible belt as well. The oh, title aye. is horrible. It's disgusting. What did you call it last week? It's like a dinner plate. Aye, I'm fucking. <laughs> Um, yeah, yeah, that was a terrible match. Uh, Sammy got little to no offense in. I was not. I don't know why. It was just shit. Obviously they had it because it was champions be champions and all like that. But uh, let's move on. It was Ash, please. Bailey beat. Uh, Bailey beat Oscar. No, that's not. That's wrong. Sasha Banks beat Oscar. Yes, I um, think she had to win that. I should do because didn't they, I? Oscar's went cold. Aye, she's she's not really got fuck It's the problem, you never notice it. When the, the, the creative team can't seem to focus on both shows and make both shows good. It's always one champion does better than the one on the opposing side or one like so for right now, for example, they've kinda of fucked it with the WWE title on Raw. They gave it to Raw and they've shot the bed and they've gave it back to Drew. Aye. Whereas on SmackDown, I love what I can't wait to see what Roman does next. Ah, that's really exciting actually. Whereas with Sasha, she's on fire now. So Aye. it's one of them, it's like a balancing act. She's looking really, really good now. She had to win that because Asuka's getting fuck all in anyway. So it was another good match. I think Sasha, uh, Sasha right now is probably head and shoulders above the rest in the women's division. Lana was the sole survivor. Aye. To be fair, if we had to paid enough attention, we probably could have seen something like that coming. Because she's been slammed for eight tables. Aye. And then, it's just pish though. This is just Vince's way. Like Bianca Belair, who's actually Montez Ford's wife, there's a fact for you. Uh, Bianca, Bianca Belair's brilliant. To be fair, she's actually just had a figure released in Elite Series 81. She uh, Actually brilliant. She gets counted out. Aye, double counted with Nia Jax, was it? Mm-hmm. Aye. And they're yeah. both just kind of sat there as Lana celebrates. Aye, Bianca looked the best in that match. Aye, she is the best in that match. And Lana, to be honest, is utter horse shit in the ring. She needs to give it up. I think it's just the look, that the link... Aye, maybe. Like I say, we probably could have seen something stupid like that happen. I just didn't pay enough attention to it, to be perfectly honest. Like, I pay a lot of attention to Sasha Banks and Bailey's feud, and probably where Sasha Banks and Car- Carmella are going to go further than, you know, pay attention to that. Yeah. But. That's like, that, that, aye, because she keeps popping up and sticking her X Factors on her. And aye, that. basically, aye. So. Um, what else did we have? We had. Drew versus Roman is your main event match. Yes, tell me your thoughts. I thought the, to me, this is a premature match. In terms of when I say premature, it could have been done better in a bigger build at a bigger event. They've had Mania before. I just feel like this match, I thought they've done brilliant in terms of their work together, their in-ring work. Mm-hmm. is solid. Both of them didn't put a foot wrong. They're both heavy hitters, they're both powerhouses. I think they, they had a big man's match. Like but a really like, good one. It was like slow burning, but I think they done really well. I, cause some, like, I'm always fucking like, oh, I just, I just want action. 
when fucking Drew Dane Frog splashes backwards and that. That's what I would normally expect, but I'm beginning to like be a little bit more patient and realise what the fucking situation Slow is. Slow burner. Because then when it picks up the pace and they get the near falls, it, and it, it gets you on the edge of your seat. It's less realistic if like, big men are just fucking hammering each other for ages. And Drew can do stuff, and so can Roman. They can fly about. There's a Samoan uh, drop through the announce table. Which, aye, I think he was meant to go through it first time. Aye, and it didn't. Because see when you see moves getting done again, especially when, ah, it's like it should have happened first time round. Um, but I love Drew's new ring gear that he's sporting there now. What his entrance gear? And the wee trims of tartan on his pants. Never seen. I never actually noticed oh, his pants. Sure, I'm looking far too closely at his pants. Aye, <laughs> fucking usual <laughs> for you. Christ, man. What, what was written on his bum? Eh. What was written on his bum? Rangers. That is right then. <laughs> Uh, Quick fact about uh, their history actually Drew uh, was pinned by Roman at last year's Survivor Series I don't know if you said that earlier No, I never uh, And the Drew eliminated Roman at the Rumble So there's history there eh? a wee bit, uh, I think that could potentially go down the line in a few years time That could be like, you know how you had the Orton versus Cena feud Aye That could maybe be Because they're the two big guys in it They're the two that are really, you can probably only see right now Sticking their neck above the water, above everybody else. And it's about time that that happened again. Two big guys really just having a rivalry. Who's uh, going to one-up each other? Uh, They're never going to reach multiple-time world champions in terms of, well, Roman's already four or five. Mm-hmm. Drew's two, but I'm talking like, you're not going to see them at the 20s or the, the 10s plus. Maybe, I don't know. I don't see, I don't know how long these two guys are going to continue wrestling. Further, still very much young and not even have their prime yet. Uh, they're doing well, it's good to see. Good match, Roman wins, Jay provides the assist and Roman chokes Drew at the finish. I think it was the only way you could potentially beat Drew without making him look. Give me one guy who didn't tap, passed out and it done better for his career. One guy that didn't tap? In a particular match, he didn't tap and he came out of the match a superstar. Passed out? How many years ago were we talking? 1996. Fucking, right, okay, so when you, were, when you were born then. 1996, I believe, let me double check. You passed Because I didn't want wrestling mega store to be on me for saying wrong dates again, like what we did with Mankind and the Rock. <laughs> uh, fucking hell, who is this? Passed out. Don't know. You'll have to tell me. Well, let me find out first. Stop asking me questions and fucking about knowing the answer. Well, I do know the answer. I just need to get the dates right. Well, tell me the answer. You can worry about the dates Stone after Cold proper Steve breakfast. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Stone Cold. Well, did you pass it to a sharpshooter? Yes. Mind when the blood's pouring. Oh, aye. And he was a heel at the time. And normally when a heel's... You would make a heel tap. Mm-hmm. Doesn't it damage them? But this time, Austin was like, for my credibility, I'm going to hold on. WrestleMania 13. And a year later... History repeated itself with Austin at WrestleMania 14 won his first WWE title. So, for me, that was like a big turning point. I think that's what they're trying to do with Drew in a sense. Maybe not the Austin theory, but not damage his push or his drive or his momentum. Aye, well, I think with Jay's interference as well, it was kind of like a... A gimmicked finish. Aye, it was a terrible interference. You would have thought he might have done something more brutal. Like, knocked the ref and cheered him or something. Because Roman... Eh, sorry, Drew... Is already a leather J recently. You would have thought that you might have given him a wee bit of media redemption or something. There could have been loads done. It was a, a shitty super kick, and Drew almost picked Roman up to get out of it, and then just sort of succumbed to the to the guillotine. So, 
So on the wrestling aspect of Survivor Series, because we're going to go into the main purpose I watch Survivor Series. Aye. What would you give it? Fucking gobbledygook, because that's why you watched it. <laughs> we fun fact for you, it was meant to be in the news segment later on. Do you know who actually played the gobbledygook her this time? Mean Gene. No. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Christ. Drew Gulak. Oh, I never knew that. Fucking, that's him. At least he's on Survivor Series. Right. <laughs> <laughs> At night. <laughs> um, right, so what would you give it the wrestling? The show itself with the six matches that were on it? Out of five? Yep. Probably three. Mm. I'd say two and a half. Right. I think like... Two, I'm actually going to go two. And the only reason I say that is Drew and Roman and Profits. They got a star each. Aye, I would say Sasha deserves probably one and off. Half. So, right, you want to do nothing. I'm going three. Well, there we go. But again, go and give it a watch if you really are. I, I'm not overly recommending it. I think there's parts in it you could miss and parts you could watch and enjoy. I think for me it was more to sort of keep up with the story of what's going on. It's not a pay-per-view that you would probably want to go back and watch. No. It's a funny time of the year in wrestling because, like, TLC's coming up it's a nothing pay-per-view again and then after that you've got the Rumble and the Rumble's I'm looking forward to that's that. where all the creative heads are at the new they're trying to figure out how they can start the road to Wrestlemania my favourite time of the year fingers crossed Raymond James Stadium 75,000 fans because I didn't feel like I've had a Wrestlemania this year nah wasn't it wasn't it much was it, it was utter dire apart from Undertaker and AJ that was good it's a brilliant mention. <laughs> so what ended the show, Danny? A lot of tears, maybe? I would say so, like, I was close to it myself. Which is weird, because I've already, and I've openly said that I was actually really visibly upset when I watched the, the last ride documentary in May to July. Basically, Survivor Series this weekend was to culminate the career of the dead man, The Undertaker. 30 years... 30 years in the business as The Undertaker, probably about 36 in terms of the wrestling business. I'm not sure how much you, how long it was before WWE. Uh, and we may as well just get it over with now. He's actually our superstar of the week. And it has to be. Purely because I was sitting with my partner the other night as well, and I was sitting watching some of his stuff, and I've watched every inch of the documentaries I've been releasing on the 30 Days of the Dead Man. And she actually turned in and said to me, she's like, it must feel amazing. Like, it was a video package they put on on Survivor Series before he came out. I looks like building all the way through his Oh, career. it was like, excellent. She was like, it must feel so good to know you're the best. And my girlfriend doesn't really watch it. She just watches the documentaries and likes to know the people. Fiance, by the way. Oh, fiance, yeah, fiance. <laughs> correct myself. Getting kicked out. And I sat and, I sat and thought about it and she asked me, like, is he the best? So, Danny, where do you rank him? It's so difficult. But the thing is, everybody's like even like the wrestlers themselves. They say that he's the best, and he's. I Austin mean, will say Ric Flair. Austin. Undertaker says Ric Flair. For me, if I'm thinking of putting the two together, I say Austin. Uh, I say Undertaker. Austin's brilliant. Austin had a shorter career, and I think the reason I would probably say Undertaker's the best of all time is the longevity he's had. Absolutely, aye. He's reinvamped that character for day one. It's been different, it's been modern, he's kept the pace, he's had. I, he's just honestly been phenomenal. So, before we get into actual facts about him and career highlights, 
What did they do before he came out? After they'd done the video package, who made their way to the ring, Danny? We've got a plethora of wrestlers and legends. Uh, Just a few key call-outs. Uh, the Godfather. Yes. Wow, 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 wow. Fucking hell. Wow, 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 wow. Fucking Christ. He's like a dead cat. Uh, That's meant to be Godfather's music, by the way. Char- <laughs> I mean, we're just making weird noises. Charles Wright, uh, Undertaker's best friend. Um, Midian. Yes, Dennis Knight. Dennis Knight. Um, well, the both of them. I Phineas Godwin Aye. and Henry Godwin. That yeah. was good to see. Um, Savio Vega. Savio Vega's the one he's best. Just about, just off. about lost the flag of Chile okay. when he came out. Chucked it over and just a bit dropped it. Aye. Um, Kevin Nash Kevin he could have made an effort he was in his fucking slippers or something like I know but when we met him he was at his tree as well okay. uh, who did I just say there somebody else oh Kane came out Kane came out in his character Ric Flair was there he Jeff was, Hardy came out with Undertaker's logo and symbol on his face paint he was uh, Ric Flair was pissed Hard ah you could tell you, Alicia been, said the same had to have been pissed my, my partner said the exact same he's she was like, he's, she's like he looks that. like he's just absolutely fleeing but what what would they, What else would we expect though? oh well that's what I said to my partner as well absolutely no way in hell did they go and have a quiet night no. all of them together no. utter session I'd love to have been the fly on the wall there was a few pictures it. afterwards in the hotel and that, uh, the know. BSK the Bone Street crew oh, definitely Rik- Rikishi was there Rishike Rashiki, aye. <laughs> um, who else did my big show? Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels came out. Prick enemy, bald bastard. He's not aged well, by the way. No, he's he's half aged. Famous. Going back to that, did you see uh, the Street Profits promo backstage before they came out? No. Fucking excellent. Get that watched. <laughs> Honestly, they basically beatbox Undertaker's theme tune. Brilliant, and then. They start singing Shawn Michaels' theme song at one point. They just have such a good promo, but that's gone away on a different tangent. It was just really nice to see, but... We're bad for that. Yeah, we are bad for that. We get too excited, man. We forget things and then start mentioning it when we're, like, at the chippy. (laughs) Um, Who else was there? There were up. The ring was packed. Shane McMahon was there. Shane McMahon was first out. Triple H. Triple H, I look terrible and all. He's a bald prick. Well, through choice though, I think he rather shaved it before he looked like he had like three strands. Before he looked like Shawn Michaels. <laughs> what, one fringe? <laughs> one hair. Uh, anyway, there were just loads of wrestlers in the ring. Oh, again? Aye. I think. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, all requested by Undertaker. Aye, it would have been up to him, Mike. Aye. The only people. Edge was backstage, but I've read that Edge actually. He, say, he actually said to Edge, you stay backstage. Because. Edge is building for his return. Aye. Undertaker being the professional, he didn't want anything to be ruined. Aye, any, any kayfabe fucked or... Absolutely not. And what that. does kayfabe mean, Danny? Kayfabe's just like the wrestling term for fake, isn't it? Well, aye. Secret. Aye, well, aye. If you you well, don't break your secret in terms of you don't... Right, so in the back in the day, in the olden days, if there were people feuding, they would never be seen driving together or talking to each other, but off camera. Aye. Stay in character, live the character. That's what he... Done. Embodied. Absolutely, more than anyone. I think we need to deservedly give him the time he deserves to talk over him. Um, he came out, his last entrance, and you could tell he was trying to take it in. You thought, I think you said the other week there, that you thought he might come out 
as Mark Calloway. Aye, either normally, or you even thought American Badass, I'm sure you said. I wasn't sure, eh? I might even thought Boneyard Taker, which was like the Holy Trinity. Aye. Which is what he calls himself now when he does that. So, but I wasn't sure either. I, I didn't kind of, I didn't expect it to be what it was. I think he needed that last entrance and he ta- he's already got a slow entrance, but you can kind of see him taking it on. Oh, it was it's a phenomenal slow. entrance. It's the best entrance of all time. I say this to Alicia as well that it's one wrestler I've never seen live. Aye. And it kills me because I had tickets to go and see him in England about five years ago and he got injured. Kane was there, which was still good to see, but it was maybe the Brothers of Destruction versus The Shield. Aye. I just thought it would have been excellent to see his entrance. <coughs> the best entrance he's had. He um, basically just says, My time has come to let the Undertaker. Rest in peace. And that was it. He looked choked up. In what well, wasn't it actually done the famous Undertaker one knee with the hand in the air with the eyes rolled back and they done a hologram of Paul Bearer. Aye. And they had like the which would look really good and it was a nice touch to Paul Bearer. Um and they did that the, the Oh yes That was quite good that. I'll take that. It's probably the best I can do. Better than the fucking Godfather Steam tune Shut anyway. Up. Um <laughs> So I, he sails, he, he, he sails off, he rides off into the sunset now and I think that's him done. Do you? I think he should be done. You can't have that and then come back. He'd look like a dick and you, you can't do that. The only thing I wish he got was the fans. Aye. An empty arena is just sad. I just wish... He... But him being the professional he is, he probably doesn't care and he probably knows that there's millions of people fucking watching. I guarantee you... Millions of people with a spike just to say his goodbye, and that was it. I didn't even honestly know where to begin with. What's your favourite thing about him? A thing about him? Or anything that you. What's your favourite memories of him? Don't know. The thing is, there's that many. Like, he's been about the whole time I've watched wrestling. Same. Like. And that's, like, again, why I got upset because I was like, he's actually the only one that's been there for day one to now. Aye, it's mental to think the rest of his right at the very start, Dusty Rhodes, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Triple H, John Cena. He's went through every genre. Aye, like he's he that when it's really boomed. Like and he's hung with the best of them. Aye. And far Stone Cold is far out like perf- not not outperformed well, in that such, but like his longevity has taken him a lot further than everybody else. Did you get a chance to watch uh, Broken Skull Sessions one more round with Undertaker? Did, did I? Aye. No, I, well, actually, I saw this started, but I think I fell asleep. So, the Broken Skull Sessions is a Stone Cold podcast that he does on WWE Network, and he gets really good guests, and he's already had Undertaker on it before, but he said that he felt like he only scratched the surface. Have you and seen it all? I watched it all. I watched it all on Sunday night, two hours worth of it. Absolutely amazing. Honestly, some of the stories that he t- told. I've got a story for you. But from this, it's not my story. <laughs> so you know when Michaels in 1998 was in a really shitty place? Mm-hmm. Or 97 was it? Well, what year was wrestling in 14? 14 was 98. 98, 98. When it's Michaels versus Austin, just before Michaels goes away for five years because he's in such a bad place, he's pulled up, he's got a bad attitude. Undertaker admitted to Stone Cold, I was never friends with Sean. I loved wrestling with him because they had the best matches. Mm-hmm. Austin was on fire and Austin was to get the jo- the, the belt. Now, the, the, prior to this being spoken about, they spoke about the Montreal Screwjob. Undertaker said, 
I already lost it with Vince that night. Fucking grabbed Vince at his office and told him, you better go and speak to Brett. Undertaker being the only man that could do that. Aye. So, Undertaker had just had his match with Kane before the main event and there were suspicious words going around that Michaels wasn't going to do a job. For Austin. In his last match. So there were rumours going around and Austin asked him, Austin went, I don't know too much about this because I'm in the match, I'm young, or I knew in the company still. Um, and Undertaker kind of grabs a Jack Daniels that they've got on the table and says, can we have a drink before we talk about this? <laughs> and they have a shot of Jack. And Undertaker, you can see, he gets uncomfortable, gets angry. And he's like, well, I had my match where he came and Norma would go back to the dressing room. He sat in Gorilla and taped up his fists. Said to Vince, if this doesn't go the way it's meant to go and if that prick screws up and doesn't do the job, I'm going to go out there and make him. So Undertaker was genuinely going to go out and make sure that business was done as how he said. Uh, for Austin. For Austin. And Austin went, that to me is a massive compliment. But now, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker are friends. Aye, I think, well, to be fair on the Undertaker for that, like he, he's, a, he's, a, he's a businessman through and through. Business comes first. Aye. Whatever. Aye. And he, he's a like, top professional. And I think uh, that was, well, I would do the same for you if you were... You're a liar. I know. <laughs> I wouldn't say get a lad go in. What do you think about the streak, Danny? You can give the people some... Insight to what the streak was. Streak was the Undertaker's WrestleMania record. And he was 21 in... Oh, so 21 years undefeated at WrestleMania up until uh, he met Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania... 30, I believe, in New Orleans. Um, when it went to 21 and 1. So uh, the streak was... I remember listening to something about that. He said that it wasn't until he beat Ric Flair um, for the 10th win Aye. that it started becoming something like in his, in his head that this was like like he sort of undefeated at Mania now for 10 years and it kind of went on for another fucking 11 or 12 years actually. It did and I actually believe it was Michael Hayes that first made a comment saying he's, he's unbeaten at Mania. And at the end of the match with Ric Flair you see him go on the edge of the ring and he kind of counts his fingers and that's the first gesture to it. Aye. Um, do you think it should have ever been broken? No. His career wasn't the same after it got broken. I don't know what it done. I don't know psychologically. It's never been spoken about. Did that because after it had some challenges physically, mentally. I had injuries and stuff. I think and I don't think that really helped. I don't know. I just feel like he, after that, right? So for a while he was only coming appearing in at the Rumble and at Mania, the big events. And after that match, he had quite. He got concussed badly against Brock, and he couldn't. The first time in his career, he said he couldn't remember a thing. He was actually meant to be going over the, like until twenty minutes before the match. Aye, that was Vince again making a cunt of it. Ah, yes. But after that, like he was back. He was wrestling so much more often than you'd ever seen him wrestle before in like five years. It was like he was trying to redeem, and that's what the last ride documentary said. It's like he's has a bad match and then a good one, and he gets has a good one. And he feels on top of the world, then he goes and wrestles Goldberg, and Goldberg makes a cunt of it. Ah, just breaks And then neck. he's like, oh, I'm back to square one, I just want to have a couple of good matches to show what I can do. It should never have been broken in my eyes. Brock did not need it. Nah, it should, well, I mean, I suppose it's easy to say in hindsight. He was happy to do it regardless, but 
I think if you go 21 year, 22 year, it was because it was 21 and 1, wasn't it? There's no need to do it, yeah. You may as well just leave it. But and he came it, back and I thought when he got beat, I was like, well, that's it. But then it gave the the company like a huge like wow moment. But I've never heard silence like that. Kane actually says <laughs> in the documentary, Brothers of Destruction, he was like, I actually thought they'd mess the finish when he was watching this. as a professional wrestler who's knows the business he was like I genuinely thought something had went wrong the ref had done a fast count you didn't kick out in time or they were I was waiting for a restart he said fucking honestly that, and I thought the same sitting watching it like, I was like nah it's not and this, the silence it was Aye. honestly so scary like, see the people in the crowd's reaction in that tears shock stunned oh, honestly yeah. every emotion you could possibly imagine mental he's had the best wrestler match all time at Matty's WrestleMania 25 and WrestleMania 26. You have, it's variables but who, who, what you would pick against Shawn Michaels. Oh my God. I've never seen a more perfect wrestling match in my, in my life than watching they do it. What was the one where he took the, the bump into the cameraman over the top rope? 25. He does the dive. He does his suicide dive. Over the, over the rope. And Michaels pulls the cameraman into him. <clears throat> and that's an, again a famous image. 65,000 fans and takers just flying. Flying. It's incredible. Five, well, on that as well, for a big man, he could, he could move. Like. Mate, have you never seen him back in his early days? You, see, see who does, he does a move called old school. How, what, does that, what does that include, that, Danny? So he just uh, holds the arm of the, his opponent, goes up to the top rope, walks, walks along the top rope to pretty much the middle, jumps up and just like comes down and smashes him on the so shoulder. So he used to like, do that. With an elbow drop without holding you, so you'd be lying in the middle of the ring and you used to walk the top rope to the middle and do an elbow drop. This man's nearly seven foot. Right. I think it'd only be fair to mention his feuds with Kane, his brother. Unbelievable. In your house, bad blood. Again, Hell in a Cell was made for Kane, purely because he needed to make his entrance so dramatic, so they needed something with a door that nobody could get in or out of, and he... He's a big monster that could get in there. Fucking excellent, man. There was quite a lot of build-up to that as well, because Paul Bearer was going on about Kane for so long, and Undertaker was just sort of maybe not believing it. The backstory was like the Undertaker burnt <coughs> the funeral home, where his mum and dad and Kane lived, and Undertaker thought that Kane was dead along with him. Aye. And then there's Paul Bearer's like went away for the dark hair and the mute moustache and the white face. He's actually got red hair. Aye. And he's like, he's alive! Kane's alive! Fucking terrible. You're getting better at that. Um, but under, Paul Bearer was Undertaker's manager and he kind of was like, I swear. Just had a really soft southern accent and it was quite creepy. Aye. Um, and Kane appeared and God, man, no better match for the Undertaker. Or partner. Aye. Kane uh, couldn't have tombstone for a shit though. It, it looked sick. <clears throat> nah, he was bad like he just the first one he done the Undertaker he, like, but to be fair Undertaker's very first tombstone to go go beware it's Survivor Series he rolls go go beware out he'd be as well just burning them there and then because the guy's never walking again <laughs> but then as years go on Undertaker had one of the safest I don't think he's ever injured anybody I assume it's Bret Hart by the by Aye, Bret Hart's uh, synonymous with that I think Bret Hart actually said he's the greatest of all time and the character itself, who else could have done it? No fucker. I think it went on that long that, like, there's no one that could have had a character like that. And there, there won't be. 
No, there will only be. Like, he invested so much in it. That's one thing, actually, I was thinking. Undertaker, like the character, you don't... That was like a character back in the day when there was... A gimmick. Everybody uh, had to have a, a, like a bin man. Aye, uh, like shit like that. And he managed to keep that character alive the whole time. He's the only one that managed to keep it. Even coming out, like, now. And it's, like, such a changed he, era. He's the only one that has a real character, really. Like, he's always been the Undertaker. It's weird, that is. It's a very good point because WWE went for a stage where it was like everybody had a day job. Like clowns and dentists. Well, and fucking. Glenn Jacobs, I who played Kane was Isaac Yankum. Aye, the fucking dentist. Um, a tax attorney, in IRS. Um, who else did we have that had an actual job? Loads. Everybody Aye. was gimmicked out their tits. Like it was, it was well, ridiculous. That's what, that's cartoony, though, really. Isn't and that's it? what kind of almost killed WWE. Well, aye. Until they moved away from it, but even still, there was a place for The Undertaker in every single era that he's been in. And he's not been out of place. And he just had the best matches at Mania, honestly. Sammy, he's seven-time world champion, multiple-time tag team champion, former hardcore champion. <laughs> um, never carried the Intercontinental Championship. No, he never actually. Had never three. carried a mid-card belt. I know the hardcore, but that's just different. <laughs> that was just when he was in a bad mood for a while and he just wanted to look like he was ripping through all the jobbers. I think they said it. I think that one of the parts that I caught in the, the Broken Skull sessions was that they were talking about the, the title runs that they both had Stone Cold and The Undertaker and that I think Stone Cold was five or something like that. He said and then The Undertaker was seven. And, but there was no... Like Undertaker said that there was no need for him to have it. There's no connection, more. is what they were saying. Like you don't think Undertaker and think world champion. Aye, uh, which is weird. Well, yeah, but well, I suppose like years gone by, I would have thought, why are they not putting the belt on him? Didn't need it. But aye, uh, well, like he's admitted be. They said the same about Kane and Undertaker with the tag belts. Like, who the hell? Who's going to beat them? I uh, know. Uh, uh, if they're tag champs, nobody's taking them. Because they were just killing everybody. And he's like. He doesn't need to be world champion because he was like good at having other storylines with other people. Like he was like a man to be, but never have a belt all the time. There was other people for that. Mm-hmm. And most leaders because you had Hulk Hogan, um, Macho Man and stuff like that. Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels, Hart, Stone Sean, Cold, The Rock, Triple H, H, John Cena, Randy Orton, to where we're at now. Aye, there's like so many other people you don't need him to be the champ. He said actually in that broken skull session he always felt better in the chase. Because people would look at him and be like, oh, when he, Undertaker gets his hands on him, he's going he's gonna to do you. Aye. And he loved that, he said. Um, honestly, some of the matches, Honourable Feuds, Edge, Kamala, back in his earlier days. So what's that, 92? Yes, he bet Hogan in 91 for, for the world first, title. First belt. That never happened back then. He squashed Hogan. Aye. And I'm surprised because Hogan was apparently a bit of a prick at ever doing a job. Aye. Ever. Ever I to anybody, he's always proven if you have a track record. Even, even when he left the WWF, he came back WrestleMania 9, he immediately wanted the belt again. Aye. Nob. Just an utter prick. He's, um, but that's gone on about Hogan, a completely different. Fucking, <laughs> that's four times already I know. today. But I, I'm glad we're giving him the time to talk about him because we've actually made notes on him, really. We've not. Nah, Normally we'd take notes on our superstar just to kind of give us a wee bit of an incline, but I think. We know him so well. Well, like I say, we've been watching him. He's the one person that's been around the whole time. We've been Synonymous. Watching. Vince's favourite. Vince's guy. Uh, 100%. That's probably one, like, one of the reasons also that makes him the best. He probably is the best. 
He's probably had better matches than Austin has. Oh, absolutely. I would go as far as saying absolutely best. Uh, and I think the reason he's been so good as well is he gets control of his character. His promos are all him. Vince has so much control over everyone else, whereas Undertaker will just not do it for you. If he's, he'll, no, he'll, no, he'll just not come back. He doesn't need to come back. Right. And if he comes back, it's only when he's invested and wants to do it. His last match was a, not a technical wrestling match, and it should have been. But he didn't want his match against AJ Styles this year to be in a ring in an empty arena in a warehouse. He lost his brother the night before. They were filming the Boneyard match. Aye. Which, again, just a testament to the professional he is. Aye, he wouldn't have The Boneyard match was a different stipulation. It was like a out in Florida, like a farmyard, dark at night, foggy, a grave was built just a really good match and I think I'd love to have seen what they could have done in the ring together uh, I think although I, I, that was actually really really good the I best think. part of Wrestlemania this year I uh, oh, definitely easily because um, Undertaker said he viewed AJ Link Shawn Michaels what well, a knob <laughs> not like someone that he could honestly just have good matches with and it was actually Michelle McCool his wife who said is, is, is there anybody better out there right now? To be fair, is there anybody better than AJ Styles right now in terms of in-ring work? Probably not. Because Shawn Michaels... then as well. Shawn Michaels and himself as well, if you're looking at his career, everybody will say he's the best in-ring wrestler Aye. in his work, but he's just let himself down through his own shit. Not to say AJ has, but I just think it would have been nice to have seen him in a match, but I don't think Undertaker would ever top leaving the way he got to leave. Nah, I think it... And thank God it was like that as well because you had, what was, was it the, was it the greatest Royal Rumble in the Saudi was it that that or? He had a shit show I, oh. I mean, he's just he's had a few scary matches, scary moments like where Goldberg put him up for a jackknife and he couldn't get him up and nearly broke Undertaker's neck after thirty years of wrestling. Oh, it's never been. Takes Bill Goldberg thirty seconds to nearly kill you. Aye, oh, just bullshit. Some final words on him, Danny. Uh, sad to see him go didn't ever think it would come to an end but it just shows you do you think he wanted it to come to an end? Yeah, probably I think after watching the last ride I think he was beginning to accept the fact that he wanted to go he said on the, the, the Broken Skull session I'm just an old man and a young man a young man's mind and an older man's body or an aging man's body and it must be pish Aye. to know that you've got the brain and the will to go and do what you what used to be able to but your body just can't he's, you see some of his surgeries in the last ride where he's getting like a big massive it's like the largest hip joint they've ever put into someone it's like a size 4 football a steel <laughs> football they're putting into his hip joint so like that's the kind of damage that he's done to himself over the years so for me where they are income I would probably say based on everything I've seen for him recently I'm going to put him up number one. Greatest, Greatest of all time. time. So thank you from me to him. Know that you'll hear it, but my <laughs> gratitude to him. One of the last to go for the greatest era. Aye, definitely, aye. Whoever called an onto Triple H and The Rock, maybe, that are the only two that are probably able to still go for that era. Undertaker would be going a hell of a lot longer. Before both and aye. after, but aye. So give it a look on the WWE Network. Anything Undertaker, you'll absolutely love it and you won't be disappointed. Thank you, Taker. <laughs> so will we move on to AEW now? Dynamite. Dynamite. Why don't we? Um, 
So AW Dynamite from last Wednesday, I don't remember the particular date. It was 18th? 18th, it was actually. 18th I, of November. Uh, Prove myself wrong all the time. By the way, just quickly to run back to Survivor Series, who did you have for Roman and Drew? Roman, I didn't see anybody else. And I love Drew. Drew's probably my guy then in WWE, but Aye. I just. I'm, too, I'm probably too clever for my own good when it comes to knowing where they're going to go or I'm not even clever just I know where I've seen this story before you got the fucking Team Raw hang wrong give me the belt <laughs> um, right AEW few key highlights for the show Inner Circle went to Vegas <laughs> with MJF and Wardlow now being part of it I personally thought it was shite so you can you can take it away if you want Aye, I thought it was a bit harsh minute as well like um, it's again it's hokey it's crap, it's stupid. Like, I thought better of Jericho and I certainly thought better of MGF who's such a such a heel, such I a th- bad guy. I think it's partially to try and build up like a trust and a friendship between him and the rest of the guys. It just wasn't believable. It was like they were trying to do a parody hangover. Aye, well, exactly. And Sammy Guevara lying in that fountain. And the more just scattered around the... He just the, wasn't pushed. No. Nah. He has not drank a lick. No. Nah. The, the best bit acting. was Santana with the weights. The best, the best, the best. <laughs> Absolutely incredible. Still going on about it's that. fucking hilarious. To be fair, probably was the best bit. And Ortiz is just sitting feeding chickens, onion rings. Aye, I mean, it's aye, it's got a bit of comedy value, but I think. Hornswoggle's there, aye. crying in a nappy. In his pants, yes. The best thing was the photos that they were putting up throughout the week on social media, but it was just like all of them on the rooftop, and it was just Wardlow and Swagger looking at each other again. Oh, they'll 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 uh, clash at some point. Be a brilliant match. I can, I'm excited for that. I'm excited to see two big men. <laughs> God, I'm excited to see where that goes. Vince. <laughs> what? Sorry, the Vince McMahon card just fell. But I've got a Vince McMahon trading card, so. <laughs> I'll, sw- I'll swap you for my gorilla monsoon. Please. <laughs> issue number 40 why am I talking about this I don't know what the fuck's going on right AW it was not a game AW was shit we're talking about right. trading this cards. is a problem right I'm trying to buy Danny in and he watched the episode before Full Gear loved AW watched Full Gear loved the show one after one after was hit or miss there were a few big guys missing but again it was the same sort of AW lacking a lot of their big stars no hangman so he's obviously taking some time off Um. Young Bucks fought top flight. That was probably the match of the evening. Oh, easily. I really impressed with that, actually. They only went 10 minutes. I think that was enough. These two new young lads, 19 and 20. I think they look really good. They, ha- they hung in there with two really experienced wrestlers and Matt and Nick. Um, Definitely match of the night, that. Yeah, and they've now been signed to AW now. So they'll probably get a lot of exposure on Dark. Uh, for those of you who don't know what Dark is, AW's... Like undercard show, it's like a separate show, AW Dark, you can watch exclusively on YouTube. Cody and Darby Allen versus Team Taz. Disappointed in this. This was the whole bomb scare that started last week where it was Jade Cargill, Brandy Rhodes, Jerry Lynn, Shaq. Aye, like, what the fuck? This is just a fucking... What's the whole point of this? Well, I don't know. But ultimately, the match was was a decent tag match, to be fair, it was alright. Um. Darby Allen, the new TNT champion, in his first match as champion, non-title obviously, but it's a tag, gets beat, gets to take the pin, Cody's not taking the drop. Obviously, Brian Cage is now going to run after the TNT title. Willie Hobbs comes out, Will Hobbs, 
and attacks Cody in Derby. Was it not the opposite last week? He came out to save them. Aye. And then he's attacked them because he's now joined Team Taz. So it's like Cody's now feuding. With, he's got, he got a rematch with Darby Allen. He called it MJF. Shaq sniffing about him. Jade Cargo hates him. And now he's got Willie Hobbs, Brian Cage, Ricky Starks, and Taz. The guy would be as well just getting a, having a gauntlet match. Aye. It's weird because I don't know what the fuck went on. Like he, he got beat off Darby Allen for the for the TNT belt, and then he said he was going to move on. And the then next, like from Full Gear, the next show he's like, "Oh, well done," and all of that, and then he's like on the same team as him, and like he saved him actually. The one after Full Gear, aye, he did aye when they were going to take him into the crowd. Their AEW's creative team has been in Vegas, I think, and it had good parts again. The show, so it has good matches. And it's just some of the storyline sometimes you're like, where are they going with this? Aye, I, I, I think the matches... Trying too hard. I think the matches that look alright, like the Young Bucks, brilliant. Could watch that all the time. Orange Cassidy wasn't a great match, but I actually do like him. I called him a knob for about, for about three weeks running, but I think he's great, good to watch. But Miro just... attacked him. Miro was on commentary. Miro, I can't stand. Formerly known as Rusev. He's just... See, when I listen to him, on commentary I'm like man he knows nothing I know he's a professional wrestler but he knows nothing about it uh, he's stuttering and uttering all over the place Eddie Kingston's good to have Eddie Kingston's brilliant Jericho's brilliant on commentary they always have a guest commentator and I don't think they need that all the time have one a night if you're what to do it uh, just make it a, like a, a have Shivani and GR get rid of Excalibur because uh, he's absolutely horseman making a like sorry fuck's sake learn to speak first of all before you do a podcast make it an anomaly so that it's not like you're not expecting it. Who, who's it going to be next to? You know what I mean? I just I didn't like that. Um, Jericho and Hager versus Daniels and Kazarian is announced for next week. That'll be a good match. No seen SCU. So Kazarian and Daniels, they were the first AW Tag Team Champions. Um, they've been not really seen on TV in a while. Be a good match, I think. Get Hager back in the ring. Ah, it'd be good to see him. Maybe he's just had to, to take that time off after his MMA fight or not because he got... Even when they won, but he was in black and blue. Aye. Um, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deeb was a really good match. Yes. Um, Britt Baker attacked um, Serena Deep, uh, Thunder Rosa, sorry. So that'll probably be like an inter-promotional match. So NWA versus AEW, which is good that they intertwine NWA into their promotion. Kenny Omega signed a contract. Danny, what happened here? I don't really know. They were just first of all, why do you even need to sign a contract? Because they've been promoting the match for weeks. The match is announced. Aye, on December second, Kenny Omega's won this tournament to face uh, John Moxley. All of a sudden, you know. I've never got contract signed contract, contract signs because every match has to, is. I'm guessing. I'm guessing every match has to be signed for. But then once in a blue moon, they'll bring a table onto the ring. <laughs> okay, then Omega needs to wear a suit for it. In that, I know, like. and Omega's turning heel. Do you know, Hank? Because Moxley's lying in the back. Tony Schiavone's like, somebody's just telling me that they've accidentally parked their Ford on a double yelly. Right. Right, so Omega's got somebody to attack him, you would assume. I would assume either that or he's attacked him and he's like, oh, God, here we go, John. I'm no falling for this old trick and that, so... Also, on that, uh, Moxley announced that he's having a baby. Yes, him and Renee Young or Renee Prouquette or whatever her name is a real name I don't know how to pronounce potato it Potato Crouquette yes Renee <laughs> Potato Crouquette potato uh, yeah John Mox is going to have a kid 
That's going to be on December 2nd. That'll be brilliant. What? Having a kid on December 2nd? Yes. <laughs> yes. yes, by the way. Live <laughs> at night. It'll be brilliant. Um, no, John Moxley versus... Um, Omega. A week from uh, a week from tomorrow, actually, it would be. So December 2nd, it's called their theme in it. Um, winter is coming. I think it'll be a great match. It will be. And that, that'll probably get about 30 minutes, I'd imagine, at least. Omega... I think might take it. Omega takes it because Moxley's been champ for about nine months now. Aye. Transitional now, moving over. Aye, no, maybe need to. Death Triangle or back, Danny? Phoenix, Penta and Pac. I think, uh, do you know what I find funny about Pac? I'm on the microphone. Sounds horrendous, eh? He sounded more Scottish this week. And he's in from Newcastle. Uh, Newcastle. Aye, from Newcastle. So, he looked rusty in the ring. You picked it up actually, you did say to me. Nah, I said it didn't look like a great match, it didn't look. He is brilliant, but I think obviously eight months in no wrestling, he's gone and not have the, the wherewithal, and then at the end he wins, he beats beats Blade. Blade it is, aye. And then Kingston, Butcher, and Blade beat on him, Phoenix come out, Phoenix gets leathered, and then Penta comes out with a steel chair, attacks Eddie. Or right. turns on Ennis. Well, I like chases them off basically. So, and we're now the, the family, Eddie Kingston's family versus the Death Triangle seems to be the way, and Penta and Phoenix have aligned themselves back with Pac. Right, it's a good trio, trio to me. Yeah. But it wasn't overly exciting on AEW. I think those three together would be quite good, I like. Pac mm-hmm. is great, I think, yeah, he is great, but like you said, Ring Rust needs to just get a wee bit more time. We've also got just a quick scan of Raw. Raw last night, nothing really came of it for me. Next week, you've got a triple threat match. Keith Lee versus Matt Riddle versus AJ Styles, number one contender match for Drew's WWE title. Aye. But I've already read online that Strowman's going to be the one fighting him at TLC. So... Spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, well, not alert, because it's already fucking been spoiled. But. It spoiled Maddie when I read that Strowman's face and Drew. Because I'm like, why could you not just give Riddle a match, or put AJ against them, or Keefley? Any of them, man, would be better than Strowman. I don't know what... I, I never knew that, actually, for a start. And I, I was a wee bit surprised that uh, AJ beat Orton. Aye, and that was because of The Fiend attacked him. So it's Orton and The Fiend. So that aye, that's where that's going. Which is good. Which is fine, aye, because it's it's different, isn't it? it gives well, they've got the feud for when Orton burnt down the Wyatt compound years ago, bef- when he was originally just Bray Wyatt in the swamp. Um, so, just a wee quick breakdown of the matches. AJ beat Orton, Keith Lee beat Lashley, and Riddle beat Sheamus. I didn't. Again, I didn't understand Sheamus getting beaten. The reason Strowman wasn't in it is Strowman he butted Adam Pearce and got suspended. He'll somehow get interjected into this match next week. Or injected into the match. Aye. Um, that was really my takeaways from it. Although, although, something that'll make you laugh, Pat Mc... I'm just going to get it. I'm going to play it. Fuck's sake. I'm going to play it. Um, so, quickly, while you're doing that, see, if, like, see Raw's after pay-per-views. Ah, don't have... Many high hopes for them. No. No nowadays anyway, for sure. And you know that... And the thing is... TLC should be a good pay-per-view. Because of the stipulations you get. But it's, it's just... You, you, I'm not getting my hopes up. I'm not, I can't get the video for it. But basically... Adam Pearce... 
calls Drew McIntyre in a backstage interview by accident. Drew McFart. Drew McFart. <laughs> yes. What a bastard. Um, let me let me see if I can get this because it's honestly hilarious. Oh my God, where is it? Oh, they've taken it. Oh no, I've got it. I've got it. I've got it. This is horrendous. Honestly. No, Mac and Fart. Mac and Fart. Aye. What did he say that for? He didn't mean it. He's cutting a promo on him. Drew Mac and Fart. <laughs> Fucking hell. Oh, wait, no. His, his name is McFarlane, is it not? No, Galloway. What the fuck? Who the fuck's McFarlane, by the way? Seamus. <laughs> Seamus um, McFarlane. Christ. Side note, uh, NXT, seen the return of Finn Balor. We're now going to get a War Games match. It's Undisputed Era versus Pete Dunne, Pat, McA- uh, Pat McAfee, Oni Lorcan and Danny Butch. I'm excited for War Games because it's always a brilliant pay-per-view. I'll actually get around to watching it too. Fucking excellent. <laughs> Those of you who don't know what War Games is, it's two rings side by side with a steel cage around it and it's just wild. And it'll be two teams of four against each other. Um, but that is it for the shows this week in terms of the, the wrestling aspect of it and actual what we've watched we've got still got a prize raffle running just now which is hopefully we will be able to give away the prize first two weeks of December Elite 37 Danny so do I you get the listeners a wee intro of what that is so yeah just our uh, raffle card that we've got you'll see it on the Instagram um, is to be so this is a scratch card, basically. You pick a pick a, a superstar, ten pound a ten pound square. It's to win a WrestleMania thirty seven elite figure set for the small price of only ten pounds. Gonna worth around a hundred quid for the set. So and I will put the remaining slots up on Instagram tomorrow. Um, so keep an eye out for them. We will hopefully have this closed as soon as we can get it closed. We can announce the winner. Um. What do you want to do? In fact, a, a live sort of scratch. We'll do a live scratch. Game. We'll announce it and say we're going to be doing a live scratch. Give you time to actually be there and watch it live. Um, payments can be made via bank transfer or PayPal. Just, again, drop us a direct message. We'll be able to send you the details. Uh, we'll organise it through the Instagram. Yeah, but again, slots are filling up. We've only got a few left, so keep your eye out for that. Figures, Danny, for this week. Hell. I don't even know where to start with this. When did it start? I don't know, but first and foremost, we've got Stunning Steve here. Right, you are. From Wrestling Trader, so we've been waiting on this one for a while. Probably one of the best WWE figures I've had in a while. Aye, it's nice. Elite 81, Stunning Steve Austin, Austin's WCW persona when he was part of the Hollywood Blondes. With Brian Pullman. Yes. What do you think, Danny? Let me have a quick look at it. Uh, so I think it's class actually I haven't even seen mine yet but that's what happens to me I always see we get the same things basically and I see them here before I see them anywhere else anywhere else uh, but aye it looks really good we were actually talking about it a few weeks ago we were saying where it's due to come and stuff like that but it's got his wee waistcoat on I think the face scan's actually really good face scan's beautiful because he's got the blonde hair as well and he looks young. Like Aye. obviously when he was in the Hollywood Blondes he was young. Losing party is here by the way, but 
WCW tag title. That's class. First time in the line. It, look, uh, it looks class. So the box as well. It's better. Actually, aye, it's a little bit different. Where would how would you score it out of five? Out of five. To be fair, I can't really see anything wrong with it. I actually. can't fault it. I would give it a five. I'm gonna go five as well, actually. I think the only thing that would make it better is if it was part of a two-pack, him and Brian, in a Hollywood Blondes Hollywood set, set box. Uh, it, would look it would look excellent. Or if they bring out a Pillman. To ma- they've already got a Pillman for earlier days, uh, but it's not up to date. It's the old elite set. Ah, uh, yeah. It's, no, it's the same body, same build. It's just the face scans a bit. He's uh, not got the belt, though, has he? The, no, he's not got the belt. So you want both, to yeah. if you want to pose them, if you want to take photos of them. I don't know if it'd be, can they bring out a Pillman? I don't know. Well, I don't see why not. It was Edwin they made the last one. Oh, well, that's that then. That's, that, that's me putting my place. So, what have we got this week, Danny? Well, what have we got? Half of Scotland. Half of the Scottish allocation for the W. So. I'm just getting them all. Oh, God, I keep twisting my neck. Right, take it away. So we've got we've got Ad- Hangman Adam Page, uh, from AW Series Two Unrivaled Collection. We have John Moxley. We have MJF. We have Pentagon Junior. And we have Dustin Rhodes as of only a couple of hours ago. Absolutely brilliant. Oh, and we've got the Young Bucks also from Series One. Yeah, honestly, we did not expect to get these. Smiths were all over the camp. <laughs> we were just keeping a close eye on the website. They were popping up here, there and everywhere, but just know where we were. Aye. Edinburgh, Falkirk, Glasgow. We missed out in Glasgow, did we not? Mm-hmm. We got Falkirk, we got Edinburgh. We got ones for ourselves. We got ones to sell. Aye, I got... <laughs> We've got a few in to get Purely for the fact that I know there's people out there that won't be able to get them and we want to be able to help you get them. People that are are listening to our show I'd assume are wrestling fans and these are the kind of thing you want. What's your favourite from what we've collected or what we've picked up? Oh, aye. It's got to be Penta, actually. Pentagon Junior. I would probably say the same. I think it's easy to make him the best, though, because the face scans... Hidden. on On the rest of them, the face scans... Only that great, really. I think Dustin's actually not too bad. Mox is good. But, um, and he's got the belt as well. He's got a black eye, a scar on his face. He's got the Mox vest on. The Young Bucks have got a cloth vest. A jacket. Almost like Elvis or Evil Knievel, almost. They look really good. Actually, I'm quite impressed with the ones. In fact, to be honest with you... They're all good. If you if you roll back to episode... Was it episode one? Or episode two? <laughs> I was verbally kicking fuck out of the AEW. Omega... Cody and Jericho I was like that he's just thinking but I've actually taken to them so and now they're here in the flesh it's part of being a collector I suppose you you, you sit on stuff and then you see how high their value is and you panic aye 400 quid later (laughs) (laughs) maybe for you I don't no I don't mean these ones I mean like over like the whole Probably this year. <laughs> aye, maybe a bit more than 400. But between us, anyway. Aye, we're big collectors. Um, but the Penta's excellent. The Snare Phoenix shirt, the only one we need to complete the set. Yeah, that's right. Aye, Phoenix, aye. Um, still waiting on a Brandy Rhodes for Series 1 for me. 
Um, she'll not be out until mid December. I need Brandy and uh, Jericho for series one. I've actually actually MGF. We've both got Mings has just arrived and it's not here. I've got it. Oh, aye. It's in our possession. So, so you go. they're all excellent. To be honest, I think they're better than what they first looked. I was hesitant with Hangman. I'm very hesitant, but yeah, he actually does look good. Like now that we've got him here in the package, and that, I think it's. The face guard actually isn't too bad. It's the size of his feet. Aye. Like, he actually... Get hold, was it the Cody? And even, see... This is the thing. See on him. See on Adam Page and then look at the young bucks there. Like, their skin... Their skin tones. I've changed. Aye. Like, I can... Like, that's, like, almost clear. Like, I think it was at the Cody. Aye, Cody's got, like, a bit of shiny... But then, Hangman looks... Looks a f- far better figure, so... Penta's brilliant, though. And I'm still waiting on Phoenix. Phoenix will get in mid-December. So I you can't have one with the other, but I'm very happy we managed to collect this this week. Aye, good haul. Absolutely, really good haul. So, before we go on to the final thing of the show, I've actually got something in Danny. Oh, I asked Danny to try. Right, let's see how this goes. So, basically what we've asked each other is... To come up with three famous promos, quotes, or sayings that wrestlers have said in the past. We've both got to give each other three possible answers and we're going to get one correct, obviously. Stop looking for my answers. <laughs> You've lost your notes. Oh, my questions. I'm going to say before we start this. I just destroyed everything. <laughs> um, just leave it. Uh, before I start. I don't know if I've got what you're wanting, but we'll we'll roll, we'll roll it. it. We'll roll it. So do you want to start then, Danny? No, Who's I didn't want to start. You fucking ask me. All right, okay. Well then, I just want to see how bad you are. So the first promo or quote from a promo, or saying from a promo, I've got for you. So as oh, I've definitely done this wrong then. Hi, what have you got? It's fine. Let's just go. With it. <laughs> <laughs> you stupid bastard. <laughs> um, right, the first one I've got is. The on- this is a promo <clears throat> the only reason you were WWE champion for so long was because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays give you three options to see who you think said this who said it? Mm-hmm. A. Paul Bearer eh, no Paul Bearer shut up Paul Heyman B. John Cena or C. Batista uh, can you read it again? The only reason you were WWE champion for a year was because Triple H didn't want to work Tuesdays. Uh, Batista. Paul Heyman. At ECW one night stand to JBL. Perfect. Well, I've not seen that. So the reason I picked this quote, I'm thinking more so for the people to go and listen to a particular event, go and listen to, or go and watch ECW one night stand. It's full of that kind of stuff from start to finish. Good promos, good wrestling, good antagonising. Brilliant show overall. Perfect. What have you got? What have you wrote? I've got absolutely no idea what the fuck you were asking for. But I, I think I've just got quotes. Right. So just run me. Yeah. I'll just go with it. So, well, it's actually more of a question that involves a promo. Right. So. That's fine. So, who famously said or brought up cream of the crop while holding little cream pots? Macho during Man. During an interview. Aye, Macho Man. <laughs> Aye. 
And he's holding little cream pots. He's got the glasses, the bandana, and the purple top with the macho on it. I don't know if that's factual. I'm not Bradley, by the way. Well, that wasn't exactly a difficult one. The uh, second one I've got for you is, so quote another promo, to my little girl, Joanna, who cries when I leave home, baby, daddy's coming home. She's got three options. Mark Henry, Roman Reigns, or Booker T? Uh, Booker T. Mark Henry on his retirement, his false retirement speech, which is brilliant. Again, if you want to watch a really good promo and probably the moment of Mark Henry's career, Watch Mark Henry on Raw cut a promo. John Cena comes out to kind of console him. And then he just body, he just does a World Strongest Slam and says, I got a lot left in the tank. Brilliant. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to roll with this because it is, it's worth it. If I, uh, if I get it right and I actually give what you're wanting, maybe it'll, uh, that'll be good. I just think I've done it all fucking sideways, to be honest with you. Sabu. <laughs> Sabu is not being involved in this one. Right, okay, so who said that wrestling is ballet with violence? Was it Batista, Jesse Ventura, or Jake the Snake? Jake the Snake? No. Fuck. Jesse Ventura. See, I was going to go with it out of the ordinary one there. <coughs> when, I, when I wrote Jake the Snake, I thought that's who you might go for. Because it is maybe something he would say. And that's why I wrote Booker T in there, because he'll go for Booker T. And you did because you're a mug. You bastard, you can't just say that after well, You've done, done it to me. Well, you done just done it to me. Uh, but I no, I didn't claim I'd done it. Shut up. Yes, you're wrong, by the way. Fuck right. sake, man. Third one for me, by the way. Here we go, another cheat. So, no, no. Third one. Who famously shaved her head and called himself Stone Gold? <laughs> Goldberg. Yes. Uh, right, the third one for me. Alan Jones, since we are getting real, you think you're dropping some uh, by dropping some pipe bombs you get under my skin, son. I've heard a lot worse from a lot better than you. You give me the options then, please. CM Punk, Stone Cold, or the Undertaker. The only person that I'm gonna go the Undertaker. Yes, yes, he's on the board. Because he's the only person that I've ever heard refer to. Him and Alan who's Jones. he? Who's who's Alan Jones? Alan Jones is AJ Styles. Yes. Because AJ was referring to The Undertaker as Matt Calloway. Exactly. And again, that's why I used this one as last. Because again, it gives people a reason to go back and watch the Boneyard build-up and Boneyard match. And I'm fucking delighted. I got it too. Fucking excellent. <laughs> Brilliant promo. Undertaker says he's bringing the Holy Trinity to him. That's Matt Calloway, the badass and Undertaker. I wish that had to be... Can we just make that last question? Because there's no point in asking, mate. Please, I want to just see how bad it is. But it doesn't even sound wrestling related, but anyway. Uh, if I've heard this saying once, I've heard it a thousand times. Everything happens for a reason, and it possibly does. I just haven't found the reason for all this happened yet. What? <laughs> right, options. So, Roddy Piper, The Rock, or Jerry Lawler? Roddy Piper? No. No. That was another one. Jerry Lawler. Uh, I've got a famous one for you though, a famous quote for Roddy Piper. Every time you what was it? Every every time you give me the answers I change the questions. That's quite a good one. Uh he also says, um what is it he says in that film? I'm gonna kick ass and chew bubblegum, but I'm all out of gum. Uh, what a what a promo he was. Probably the best promo of all time, really. You know how we were talking about commentary last week mm-hmm. as well? 
He does Survivor Series. Amazing commentary. I was thinking about that after that. He's a raj, too. It's just so funny. Look at the size of that ham hock. Referring to the Undertaker on his debut. He does one with Bret Hart at Mania as well. WrestleMania 8. And he's telling him, like, oh, I know your mama. She used to make me those sandwiches a little bit. One bit of bologna on the sandwich, but it didn't matter anyway. I used to, I've known you since we were at a highway, a grasshopper. Aye, brilliant. Just excellent. That was the best version of Piper as well, and had like a longer blonder hair. Black t-shirt he wore. It's in good shape. Aye, it pulls out his belt or something and smack him in the face. Piper, man. Some of his promos. Wrestlemania, I, get, I can't remember exactly what Wrestlemania is. He does Piper's pit and Austin's on it. And he slaps Austin. Fuck's sake. And Austin slaps him back. And Piper goes, I kind of like you. And just <laughs> smiles because they're just both r- rages. Aye. So, Roddy Piper, there we go. Promo class, no one better end it on. At random. So it was. To finish up, we've got our fantasy paper review, Danny. I am looking forward to this. So Danny's got to write the matches down. So last week, give it away, Danny, what we what we discussed. So last week, if you've been uh, listening, we introduced the idea of putting together our promo. Uh, sorry, promo? Fucking shut up with promos. <laughs> Fantasy pay-per-view. So we both came up with an image which was voted on by all you guys. Um, it was between Hallucination and Path to Reckoning. Path to Reckoning was voted the winner for the name of the pay-per-view. We then had eight individual matches each, which were going to be voted against each other. Again, for you guys to vote, and I believe the votes are in for the match card, the final match card, which will also be voted on for the winners. Um, I'm not sure when we'll put that up, but we need a wee bit of work on it first, I think. Yes, we will put it up at some point in the next week, um, but we do have the matches, we put them up on the story. And I don't know, I don't know any of them, I said to you before, I don't want to know. So this is the problem, you need to for one week run the social media so I can be completely out the loop, because everything's pure anticlimactic for me. <laughs> don't you look at it then. Just I can't help it. Just fucking do it after. Fuck's sake. Do it live man. next Get time. Get your finger out by the way. No, no, do it live then. Right, that's fair enough. Just stay off the bastard for a weekend and just fucking look at them. So well, I've not looked at the final results. I just knew where some were going. Shut up. So, first match what, was what? our multi-man match. Right? So what, so what was The options it? was my Money in the Bank seven-man ladder match versus your six-man elimination chamber Money in the Bank match. Well, I'll tell you right now, before I find out the winner, if anybody's went for a six-man over a seven-man, they're bald. Well, they have. <laughs> Everybody's bald. <laughs> so, the Elimination Chamber Money in the Bank match won by 52%. The entirety of votes on that is 284 votes. I'm just abbreviating this, mate, right? The competitors in this are John Cena, The Macho Man, Eddie Guerrero, Edge, CM Punk and The Warrior. Although this will make us have a challenge. Because Edge is also in contention to be in the main event. It can't be in two. So if the main event he's been voted to get to, do we then put what we're, we need to make a decision? No, we'll need An executive it. decision we, to where to pull it for. Aye, we've decided that two... Well, being just, two short, two, it's just pointless. What the fuck are you trying to say? Uh, <laughs> exactly, start again. <laughs> Deleted. So the same person can't be in two matches on the same card. So we just decided that 
or we will decide rather. The All match right. that was up against was a conventional Money in the Bank ladder match: Jeff Hardy versus CM Punk versus Kenny Omega, Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, Cody Rhodes, and RVD. These are all pricks. That's no nice. Joking, by the way. Ryan had done it. Ryan voted against mine. Did he? Ryan's, Ryan's at it again, man. Turning on me. He's turned heel. He's joined forces with you. Did Powers you, of pain. Oh, by the way, I was actually thinking that Ryan's like Kane. What? Gets spoken about every bastard week. Doesn't he show up for ages? And then he'll, bang, Paul Bearer turns up. He'll make an appearance out of nowhere, by the way. Somebody will be screaming, Oh, Ryan! <laughs> My dad. <laughs> Next match was our tag match. For the WWE tag team titles, Danny picked the Young Bucks versus the Hardys. I picked the Dudleys versus the uh, Road Warriors. Who did you vote for, you prick? Because you vote every time. I didn't vote at all this time. You told me not. Um, doesn't it matter? Sixty percent went to the Hardys and the Young Bucks. That mate, you actually showed me half. Well, what was it? It was bouncing. It was uh, up right. and doing like a yo-yo. See, if I if I got to vote. Thinking about it, I would have voted against the one I... No, there you go. So your two matches are in so far. So, Young Bucks versus Hardys. Which I can see why. It'll be really exciting and it's been done before. See, it's what's good about this. Obviously, the Young Bucks are in WWE, clearly. But a lot of people that are listening and watching, paying attention to social media... Can go and listen, go and give them a watch. Aye, and obviously know about them to to be able to vote for that. So that's uh, that's good to know. It gives us more content to talk about in the future. Yes. Uh, The Intercontinental title match. You picked, well, Danny picked, Jericho versus Michaels, and I chose Michaels versus AJ Styles. I'll write down Michaels anyway. So the winner was by 60%, with... 274 votes Sean and AJ Jesus I agree it would be a good match but I didn't uh, I didn't get it like I didn't get the Young Bucks and the Hardys I thought that the uh, so you've got some exciting matches already on this card the next match is a women's title match this one upped and doing more than any problem no it actually didn't I tell a lie it did go up and down. It was 50-50 for a long time. All you do is fucking lie then. I know. This has got 267 votes. 55 to 45% is Becky Lynch versus Trish, Star- Trish Stratus. That is probably... That was up against Sasha Banks and Lita. Aye, that's the match, again, that I probably would have went for. Looking back on it, it would be the better match easily. Becky and Trish... The one match that we both had on our cards that automatically went straight to it was the oh, Phenom. I'm not even going to write that down. The Phenom, The Undertaker versus Sting. I think I can see where the winner goes with that, but we'll find it. We'll find it, I know. Can you vote for it anyway? Can Ryan's voting for it as well, Luger. by the way? <laughs> Ryan's voting for Luger? Yes. Ryan thinks he is Luger. You and him next week, by the way. Breaking news: Ryan's on the episode next week. You finally get to meet the guy. Luger versus Tatanka, by the way. So Ryan's our special guest on next week's episode. I might put a wee quiz out to him and Ryan, him and Danny, and I'll referee it. I'll be Earl Hebner, by the way. I'm not getting mugged off of my own show. Fuck that. WCW <laughs> World <laughs> Championship. So big gold, the big world title match, one of the two. I picked Eddie Guerrero versus Jericho. You picked last man standing match, Roman versus The Rock. This goes landslides with 62% versus 38, Roman versus The Rock. And I agree. It's I would look back on that and I'm like, what am I playing it? Two brilliant wrestlers in that 
in that match for my pick, but probably if you're looking against star power, the Rock and Roman has just got so much history that it can't be it can't be ignored. I, I, to be I to be honest with you, I, it would be it would be mental miss it out. But if you if a long time wrestling fan knowing the history of Eddie and Jericho, you'd want that in there. Maybe we should stick that in as a a pre show. No, no. <laughs> Fuck. What just as an extra? Why not? Put it in there. Why, Why don't not? Because it's just a good match, isn't aye. it? Aye. We'll put in uh, Jericho. Versus Eddie. Versus Eddie. So, next match was another one of our stipulated matches. Danny picked a giant slam match. Andre the Giant versus The Big Show. And I picked Cactus Jack versus John Moxley in a three stages of hell match. Before you tell me, I'm writing down the winner. Because I, I must know who the fuck won right, this. Is. Wasn't he the fucking big show anyway? No, it was Cactus Jack versus John Moxley at 86%. Cactus. 259 votes. To be fair, whoever voted for the Giant Slam match has obviously got something wrong with them or not. I think it might be Ryan. I'm joking. <laughs> Cactus versus Moxley would be fucking incredible. Main event. Don't you picked me. Hulk Hogan versus Stone Cold. The Winged Eagle title. I picked the Winged Eagle title. Edge versus Stone Cold. Now this is the one. Where do you think this goes? I'm I'm gonna go for, for Edge because I didn't think a lot of people that would what even see Hulk Hogan. I maybe should have <laughs> said Hollywood Hulk Hogan. But this one right had me sweating. Why? Because it was at seventy to thirty at one point, and I was like, "Well, that's that then." And then it ended sixty three to thirty seven. Okay. Edge versus Austin. Go it. So where do we put Edge? Because we have to cut him for somewhere. Because he's in this match. He's in the Money in the Bank match. Or do we take him out of the Money in the Bank match and do we put one competitor from the Money in the Bank ladder match? Because that's what people asked for. Was the Elimination Chamber. So, so take Edge out, put him in the main event. And out of these, we can make the informed decision now. So one person out of your chamber... My ladder, ladder match, match gets into the money so in the bank. Your well, you've already got Punk, which I had, which is already an easy I'm one. I'm asking who you've already got. But you've also got Eddie. In my chamber. Aye. Well, he can't get his match then. That's no, so that's wiped out. So we're so back. Right, so. Right, but there we go. But Punk's in your chamber. He was in my match. So Punk yeah. doesn't need to go. I've got the options are Omega, Jeff Hardy, Kurt Angle, Mysterio, Cody, or RBD. Go again, the other one. Jeff Hardy. Kenny Omega, but Jeff we can't have can out, so there we go, it's, it's getting easier, it's fairer this way. Right. So Jeff can't be in it, so you've got Kenny Omega, Kurt Angle, Rey Mysterio, Cody Rhodes or RVD. Kurt Angle. I was saying the same. Right, so... Trying to write him down, but we know Kurt Angle's going into that. So we've got Kurt Angle, John Cena, Macho Man, Eddie Guerrero, CM Punk and Ultimate Warrior and Elimination Chamber, Money in the Bank match. So actually sounds good. Aye, uh, I think it... Hulk Hogan and Austin is probably a, a match that over the years folk really wanted to see. But now if you compare Edge versus Austin it would be brilliant as well. Aye, like even well, we'll put one on right now, but <laughs> aye, I would vote Edge versus Austin to, to keep that alive. So there we go. We'll Perfect. get a match card poster made up. We're gonna get that done, designed and up on the, the Instagram and Twitter. Little does he know but uh, my good friend Reese from Canada is probably going to put this poster together for us. So, just a be heads up on that, Reese, mate. Thank you. Yes, and he also has his own podcast, which is... The Pineapple Theory Podcast, which is a... 
It's hilarious. Him, his mate, John. He doesn't know anything about Back to the Future, by the way. I went mental. Does he not? Nah. Does he, well, know, not, does well, he know that the guy that plays Doc Brown walks in my work as a security guard? Well, Christopher Lloyd, by the way. <laughs> Part time. <laughs> no, he does know. One of his favourite films is Back to the Future. He knows he hot. No, but he did a quiz on it last week and he got about eight right or something like that. Hey, I was in my car shouting the answers, <laughs> going raj, threatening to throw my phone away. But anyway. Do you think we should do a quiz next week? With the three years? I think we should quiz Ryan, man. What, and see what he knows about give anything? Him, I give him grief. Right, we'll quiz Ryan, okay, <laughs> there we go. <laughs> me, and, me and Danny will come up with a quiz. If you want to get into the into the podcast, you need to go through this hell. Exactly. Um, couple of honourable mentions again is wrestling, megastore... Underscore UK. Fuck's sake, man. Every fucking... Tell what is. Fuck. It changes like the wind. It does. It's not changed for last week. Fuck. Right, what's his podcast? What's his name? <laughs> what's his podcast? Oh, my fucking God. Oh, wait, you're fired, by the way. I'm not. He changed it. Honourable mention to you. He changed it because you can't get it right. And you no, still can't fucking, fucking I'm get humpty it right. then. There you go. Wrestling Megastore UK. Instagram. I made it better. Well, you fucking do even know it. I thought he was adamant at getting underscores in there because that's just what he's like. <laughs> he's going to leather me when we go for a pint. Oh, mate. Uh, we're going to go for a pint and you're getting Jack Daniels about the face. <laughs> um, thank you to Wrestling Trader for stunning Steve. Um, head over to Mick's website. He's got plenty of new stuff coming out as well. Um, in terms of next week, Obviously, we've announced we've got Ryan coming on the show as a guest, a guest appearance from him. We'll be doing a quiz. But we'll redo the, we'll revisit the promo stuff because I think it's quite interesting. If you don't agree, I'll try and get better. I don't think I'm gonna have anything new wrestling figure wise by then. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? I'm fucking definitely not. <laughs> we've went deep this week, so. Aye. Um, well we'll talk about wrestling figures it might even just be up and coming past tense stuff that's been out uh, we'll be going over our usual Smackdown Raw and AEW uh, we will also go over some news about Path to Reckoning and we're swithering whether to put the pay per view up we'll have our predictions for Path to Reckoning aye that's what to do aye we will have uh, what else can we have? Sorry, I'm I'm, I'm trying to re- look through my Christmas tree here on the <laughs> desk and see what I've got. Get a picture of your Christmas tree up this time. Yes, I will. I've got my Christmas tree up. AJ Styles is on it, by the way. Get the warrior up there, I know. Loads of exciting stuff. Loads of exciting stuff. Um, just a bit of a laugh. <laughs> and just an overall piss take, because I think next week will probably be the, the, the most random show I've done. I know what to bombard it with too much, because if Ryan's coming, honestly, there's going to be... War games in my house. <laughs> but that's all from me. Right, that's it, the day, this week. Good show, thank you for your time. Thank you very much, and uh, we'll see you next week for a bit of Ryan's Reckoning. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> you thought the planet makes sense, guys, Rumble! Fuck's sake, man! <laughs>